But you're saying, how can you care and not get pulled into the darkness of it all and keep your sanity? And how in the world can you rejoice? Where, where, how, how? And I believe, like my friend Mark, who now writes music for his church, that it begins with the Lord Jesus. If you don't have him in the middle of it, you're not going to have it. And when I say in the middle of it, I'm not just saying, I gave my good confession of faith and now I'm saved and that's it. No, I'm saying he is a very rich part of your existence. I mean, I have a prayer that I pray. It's a rote prayer. I pray it every day. And I pray it to the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. First thing. And the very first thing is in my prayer that I wrote out a long time ago is, God, give me a spirit of shalom that I may experience your shalom and bring it into the lives of others. And I'm not saying help me to do that in my own capacity. I'm saying Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I'm only doing this as I'm connected to you. That's the only way it works. And as Paul is being proactive about this, that is the place, right? Prayers. Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, pray. And then, so here's what I'd write in the book again. I don't know if it can show up on there. Guess not. But here it is in the slides. Doing joy. Those with joy do care. They just know what to do with those cares in a way that trusts God completely with them. And this frees them to have a stress-free, gentle demeanor. You see all that? Boop, boop. There it is. We have to care, and we have to rejoice. And the only way we can connect the dots is trust. That whether it is a cancer diagnosis, whether it is a kid going off the rails, whether it is that thing that is most important to you is being threatened. Trust. Trust the Lord with it. And Paul said, I love this church, but I'm in chains. I can't do anything. But I have a feeling these words will carry the freight that the Lord will use when it arrives at its destination, and he'll get it done. You have to trust God with it. In the first two centuries of the church, one thing for certain...
And if it wasn't for God, it would still be bad. And I'd be a mess at the edge of the roadside. There it is, in case you didn't know. So I quoted myself for what it's worth. But I'd rather quote the words of Scripture, ending it this way. In verse um, 7, moving on to 8, he says, finally, brothers. So if you want that peace, how do I, how do I get it every day? Think about whatever's true. Not something you made up in your mind about something, but what's true. Worthy of praise. Think about those things that are honorable, just, pure, lovely, commendable. Think about these things. If there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. He's not saying, do you mind, could, could you ponder that if you get a moment? It's a command. He's saying, no, Christian, if you're not thinking about these things, then you are going to be that person who winds up in that place where everybody looks at you and just says, I don't want to be like that, Christian, because, well, they're just dour, they're worried, they're fearful, they're stressed. Their God must not be very big. And I'm not picking on anybody because you know who that person is I'm picking on? Us. Us. Paul says there's a cure. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in my life, I've embodied it, trusted, practiced these things. And then guess what? The God of peace. He'll be with you. These are the things that you say, God, I'm opening up the door to you. I'm going to think about things that are worthy and honorable, things that are just, things that are pure, things that are right. I've been told all around me, don't think about that stuff. That's old, outdated, outmoded. But I'm not so sure. And that's why Philippians not only speaks to a church somewhere in the dust of time 2,000 years ago, to you and I today. And the God of peace will be with you. I can't give you that peace, but I can introduce you to the one who can. And if you know him, you'll know peace. Just a little teaser for Advent. He's the Prince of Peace. I, you know, I could be funny and say he's the Ayatollah of rock and roll. He's the Sultan of Swing. No, he is the Prince of Peace. Enough said. He is your go-to. I'd hate to leave this room or this existence and know that there is someone within my friend circle, my acquaintance circle, that doesn't know him. We'd like to bring you into that relationship. Maybe you feel awkward coming forward, but certainly feel free to catch me or somebody who looks like they know they know what they're doing around here, and we'll help you know him. 
And hopefully, you'll begin to take that anxiety and that fear and that stress that defines your very life and just simply replace it with him. Lord Jesus, I just ask that the words that I've said would be in alignment with your intention. That even within this room, as we have different ideas about how to do the gospel, that you would, through your Holy Spirit, bring us into alignment as I know you did. The one called success and the other one called lucky. And Lord, it's not success or luck that brought us into this place, but your spirit. Holy Spirit, I pray that you continue to convict, that you continue to direct every person in this room, including myself, that we could be agents of shalom for a world that needs it so badly. Help us to trust it and then to share it. I pray this in Jesus' name. with blood wholeheartedly my soul undeserving God you're so Stand with us.
should this life bring suffering? Thou will remember what Calvary has bought for me, both now and forever. Sorry, I went up like we were going to do communion. I'm sorry if I made any of you take it too early. But um, for our time, if you already have, just you can pray the same. You know why God is so good? Um, what makes the Bible messy and gritty is us <laughs> and conflict. But what makes the gospel, the gospel story, our salvation, so good is what makes it true, what makes it honorable, just and pure and lovely and commendable, excellent, praiseworthy, things to focus on, think about and learn and see and hear and worthy of our practice as well, is God. He's the hero of our salvation and in communion, we we focus on Him, um, because all our messiness He paid for on the cross, where we remember Him in this time. Um, and the gospel is that all the incompatible incompatibility that we had towards God, Jesus solved on the cross. And if he didn't, he could not say, it is finished. And he has, and he's not a liar, and he's good. So I hope that that strengthens your faith as you go into this time where you lay all that is incompatible between you and the Father, us and the Father. The Son has paid our price, given us his spirit as the down payment of assurance and made us completely compatible with God in Christ, who is our Savior and Lord. So Father, thank you. Thank you for uniting us. Father, for adopting us so that we can be called children of God and name you as Father. From your spirit in our heart, may you do the work that causes us to call out to you as Father. Gladly laying all down that you died to save us from. Thank you. It's for your wonderful name we pray. Amen.
going to do one song after that, but if you got to go or got kids, feel free to leave. It's okay. we got one more song. But um, Grace is going to talk about Thursday, <coughs> and then also on the back in the window ledge for uh, next week starts Advent. Uh, we made uh, there's CDs with two of the songs we're going to do each week. Um, so there's only about 30 CDs if you would like that. There's also a link on our website, and there's going to be a QR code that will link to Spotify, um, and you can hear it that way. We run out of CDs and you would like one, but it's a way to hear the couple songs that we've got picked out for Advent over this season. So you can pick one of those up, or like I said, check out the church website. And time, time, time. Now we can set a football game for four hours, right? So we're not worried about time here with the Lord, right? What a sermon this morning, right? Amen. I mean, when you have, when you have Satan spark it up up here, you know we're touching home, right? We're getting there. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about God's glory here a little bit. First of all, I want to just go back down to our, the Philippi church, what Paul was saying to them. And he said to them, keep putting into practice all that you've learned and received from me, everything you heard and saw me doing. So I am so proud, and I know the Lord's prouder than I am because you're all his children, not mine, that we all pulled together and we pulled this off in seven days. The Lord could have pulled this off in seconds, right? But he had to work with us. And we're kind of messy humans. He pulled it off with us messy humans in seven days. So that should empower you to let you know what we can actually do when we put the Lord first and we pray earnestly, wholeheartedly, and every single day consistently that he works in our hearts to give us this. Are you ready for the totals of what we have for Thanksgiving dinner? Okay, here we go. Seven days. So now Matt and I can pull something off in about 48 hours. So get ready for the next one, okay? We have all together donated money, 2,900. We're going to take the rest of the money that we don't use for this year. Brittany's going to hold it for next year. So we have a, a, a credit. So we have some money to work with next year as we go back into this. We have the food donations that are already given, 20 turkeys, 45 plus pies. I know Giant Eagle donated 44 pumpkin. I have a lot of ladies making pies, 500 rolls were donated, big cases of green beans, sweet potatoes, and mashed potatoes are all done, cranberry salads, we're still needing a few of those, the ladies would like to make some fruit salad or cranberry. Wednesday, if you guys want to get out your notebooks here, so if you guys want to know times, you guys can help, you guys can get out a piece of paper, write on the back of your checkbook, wherever you want, I mean, I usually use my checkbook, but that's okay. Hands work too. Hands work, there you go. Just don't wash them until you get them home. There you go. We know that she's probably tried this, I bet you. Wednesday, we're going to be preparing the turkeys and some of the things. Josh Lulai is handling this. We're going to be there from 8 to noon. I do have about four volunteers. We don't want to be too, too many in the kitchen because the kitchen's small. But we will have preparers to help with different things. So if you're available to come, but I think we're covered on that. Yeah, I have it. All non-perishable things like maybe like pies or what, you know, things we could put in the refrigerator, all your canned goods, all your lemonades, anything like that, we can bring in from 8 to 5 that day. We'll be open down in the kitchen, obviously. We're just going to go in and pop them in on the counter. Thursday, the day of, we're going to be there from 8 to noon baking and cooking. All the fresh fruit foods, if you're available that morning, you can also bring your pumpkin pies in and fresh things, cranberry salad, things like that from 8 to noon. Time slots that we need. Oh, I got to turn the paper. 
as I said, I am human. Thursday, preparing foods, um, preparing desserts. That means cutting them up, putting them on plates, getting them on the thing. If you can do that, I need you there about noon. I figure a couple hours preparing that stuff, getting it out on the tables. Servers, we already have from one to four. It's Kathy Fife and her family and Carol Ewing and her family. So that is covered for the serving times. We need you there at one o'clock. Clean up, I have 4 p.m. to whenever. I need a few people to come in, help clean up. Obviously, there's going to be a mess. And I need a few, like maybe three or four waiters and waitresses just to kind of clean off the tables as people get up, sanitize the tables, and get it ready for the next set, whoever comes in. 4.30 p.m., I need a few drivers because we're going to make takeouts for all of our shut-ins of our members of church. So we're going to go to all the shut-ins, bring them their Thanksgiving meal about 4.30, 5 o'clock. Okay, so you got the time is what we need. If there are a lot of people, you know, we'll get it out. But listen, if there's a lot of people there and we're members of the church and there's, we have enough people serving us up, let's talk to these people, right? Let's say thank you for coming and we love you. Is there anything that I can pray for you with at their table? Let's not be shy because God doesn't want us to be shy. Now, we're Christians. We can't go into that, right? We've got to go right up to them and say, thank you for coming. We love you. And that's okay to say that, right? Okay, does everybody have their dates and we're ready to go? One more thing I want to say real quick because they gave me the microphone at the end so they know I can hold you here as long as I want. And it is like a football game now. We can't be worried about what time we're leaving. Lesson learned. I want to just tell you guys that this was an amazing experience, and I think you all can feel it, right? We're actually now living like the Philippi Church. We're actually not divided. We're actually getting along. We're actually trying to figure out that it's okay that not everybody agrees with me, that I still love you unconditionally, and look what we can do in seven days. That goes to show how strong he is. And just like Leonard said today, the peace, can you guys feel it? It's unbelievable, the peace that we're feeling. And the unity is just unbelievable. So I just, I want to have everybody feel that with me and be able to, to pray this week earnestly, consistently over this. Make sure that God brings all the people that he wants to be nourished physically and spiritually. And that's very important because without God, we wouldn't be here. Okay, I'm done. Can I do a drop, a mic drop? Okay, I will. One last thing to say. The book of Philippians ends with these words. Paul says this. Verse 20 in chapter 4. To our God and Father be glory forever and ever. So um, we have our last Tuesday Devo this week. And next week, instead of doing it next Tuesday, we're going to do it here uh, on Sunday afternoon at 4 o'clock before we have dinner and before we get sleepy. Uh, we're going to have a worship event here where we do our last Devo, and then we're just going to worship and give God glory. That's how the book ends, and that's how we're going to begin what's next. So if please join us. We'll be from 4 to 5 this coming Sunday. All right. If you'd like to stand with us for our last song.
My worth is not in what I own, not in the strength of flesh and bone, but in the costly wounds of love at the cross. Oh, my worth is not in skill or name, in win or lose or pride or shame, oh, but in the blood of Christ that flowed at the cross. Oh. So I rejoice in my redeemed greatest treasure, wellspring of my soul, and I will trust in him no other, my soul is satisfied in him alone. Last summer flowers we fade and die. Oh, fame, youth, and beauty hurry by. Oh, but life eternal calls to us at the cross. So I will not boast in wealth or might or human wisdom's fleeting light. Oh, but in boasting, knowing Christ at the cross. So I rejoice in my Redeemer, greatest treasure, wellspring of my soul. And I will trust in Him, no other. My soul is satisfied in Him alone. Two wonders here that I confess. My worth and my unworthiness. My value fixed, my ransom paid. at the cross and I rejoice in my Redeemer greatest treasure wellspring of my soul and I will trust in Him no other my soul is satisfied in Him alone my soul is satisfied in Him alone. Cause my worth is not in what I own, not in the strength.
the flesh and bone but in the costly wounds of love at the cross and Lord Jesus all we have to do is thank you what else can we do you have done everything so may we live like it living like what we believe is actually true with the rest which is the peace of Christ dwelling deeply, richly, thoroughly, purely in our souls from the pure gospel that causes it. And it's for your wonderful name, by your power we pray. Amen. All right, we'll see you soon. We love you.